I got dates. I actually oh, you weren't recording? I wasn't rolling. Are we rolling now? Now we are. We're rolling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're in Venice Beach. Danny, Danny Brown. Is Danny the Brown in the building. Hey, what's up, man? We're actually in Danny Brown's building. Um, I mean, yeah, shit. I'm Nino Brown in this bitch right now. <laughs> um, you in my apartment? I'm holding shit. We're down. in an Airbnb apartment. We're in an Airbnb. It's pretty hip hop. The last um, rapper pretty we interviewed was in this neighborhood. Who was it? Who was it? Action Bronson. And I was wonder, it? Do rappers Action? stay? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do they stay I in this was, neighborhood? Actually, every he tell me he need every time I try, actually tell me he need fifty foot balconies. That's the only way he holds it down. So he you can throw somebody saying? off of it? I mean, shit. Um, all right, so. He like backyard wrestling. You know. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you have any dates you need to promote? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll be at Northeastern University on the 23rd of October in Boston. Come fuck with me. Enjoy that. I'll also be in, the, in San Francisco at the Punchline in December and at Zany's in Nashville. I canceled my Zanies. What'd you do that for? I had to. Oh, man. You can't even For say. some work shit. But yeah, come fuck with me. Well, Danny, you got dates? I got dates. I um shit. I don't know. Great. They are. What's your website? But Danny Brown. X Danny Brown. X Danny X Brown X at dot com. I don't, we caught Danny about three <laughs> or four blunts in three blunts and a lot in of Hennessy. Hennessy's. <laughs> we should have come earlier. He doesn't even know. His no, this is the right twist. time. He's lost. His, he's lost a hold of his right Twitter time. handle. He has no idea what's. I happening. know. I, it's X Danny X Brown X. Just go, go listen to some of his shows. And if you don't, if you're foolish enough to not know this man's music, well, we'll start we'll, the show we'll with a little drop right here. Yeah. Now you're fucking with the champs. Staying in the front like handicap park. That's why your bitch wanna suck my dick, Holmes. But that bitch look just like wishbone. And that shit sick, Holmes. Never would I hit, Holmes. Used to run train of the bitches up the group, Holmes. Just some little niggas smoking to your rhymes more. Mama still washes shit stains up my drawers. Look how I bought this little nigga that I can't. Whoever would have thought I'd fucking change the um. Yeah, and we're back. Yeah, we're yeah. supposed to say yeah. That's yeah. 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 yeah, that's right. All right. So, all right. So we're back. All right, Dan, I have a few questions. You, a lot of your songs reference selling crack, selling mm-hmm. drugs out of an actual like you sitting in a living your life and then having it sounds like yeah, having crack was... people come by and then you would like you, they would come to your house like that you weren't on a corner. It's probably like. I mean, you know, like if if any okay, let's say if you had like a business mm-hmm. and that was the job a person had, then my job was sales. <laughs> and you were at home. You the, were a stay at home salesman. Yeah, so I you was were the like guy that you had stayed a in the house and played video games all day and you knocked on the door and stuck your money through the door and Oh, you had the like the mail shoot type? I thing? was I was pretty much a spot worker. I had my chance where I had a, a few opportunities where selling weight, but I don't know. I just I was probably too old at that time, and I was already trying to like rap. And what pays better, the crack game or the rap game? Rap game for sure. <laughs> you hear that, kids? Crack game, you can't really make much more than. It's not necessarily about what you make. It's about what's silly, what you can do with it. You oh, because you can't clean it. Because up. like, okay, let's put it like this. Like, I, one of my best friends, my homeboy, he been whatever in the street for years. You know, he's probably. I, I, you know, he probably made millions of dollars. Straight up, I bought my first house. He's never bought a house ever. Right, because he, he can't. Because he can't spend the cash. Exactly. 
So what does he do with it? Shit, he's still ball like a motherfucker. <laughs> like he can, but he does cat shit. Still a great life. <laughs> a great, he's, great life. <laughs> he's still lives a wonderful <laughs> life. He just can't. But, Oh yeah, that you know, was what that Jimmy Stewart movie, yeah, Wonderful Life, was about. Yeah. So, yeah, it's about your boy that sells life, but not legally. Right. So he can buy gold. He can buy like cash shit. I mean, you can do anything you want with cash, to be honest. Except buy a house. Yeah, legally. Right. Well, yeah, but how many people are illegally selling houses for cash in Detroit? <laughs> yeah, you can get it in Detroit. <laughs> in, Detroit, Detroit. Detroit. <laughs> in Detroit, it's like eighteen hundred. In Detroit, it's a different. It's a different situation. You can you trade crack and a video game for a home. Yeah, yeah. Your this is life. true. This is true. <laughs> uh, how long you been rapping? I never learned how to rap. Okay, talk about that. When you, Seriously, no. I wanted to ask. Like, do you did rhymes occur to you, or did you? Just no, that's what like, happened. Um. I was pretty much like, um, I mean, you know, like anything else. I, I was born, uh, whatever, and rap music just was around because you know I was born like early '80s, whatever. Fuck. Right. But your dad was a house time, music DJ. Is yeah, right? my dad was house, but that's like future. You know, it was like after kind of. You know, but I remember you know just rap music being around, and my mom's just say like my mom's told me like you know the first song I rapped to like I walked. Like, I started walking as a kid was to a rap song. Like, I just started walking, like, out of the blues to a rap song. But, no, what happened was I was in, like, kindergarten, and it was, like, show and tell. And I didn't know it was supposed to be show and tell. So I didn't have nothing to show or tell. So right. I just sporadically you rapped. You got and, up in kindergarten and Yeah, rapped. in kindergarten. And then I rapped, <laughs> and I just rapped in front of the class. You made something up, or you did yeah, something Yeah, just really just made some up to my head and just started rapping. And, then and it, you had you ever thought like I would like to do rap? No, I never thought about it. Never you really, just, you feel like it was just something intrinsic to you? Like no, my just, cousin used to listen to rap music all the time. Uh-huh. I mean, but I'm saying after the after that happened, a lot of shit that happened. I probably would get to that after, but the very first time where like I mean, I mean, I rem- I remember like you know hearing rap music and it being around me, but I remember like my you know I remember like being like you know kindergarten and. My teacher was like, you know, it was show and tell, and it was, I didn't even know it was supposed to be show. I know I had probably a low attention span. I don't know. What how many, do you remember how many bars you did? Could you count? And was I can remember fire? probably the rap I said. <laughs> it was some shit like, my name is D, I'm in the place to be, and I rock the mic so preciously, so listen close to what I say. It was some weird shit. Yeah, like, yeah. No, some old school shit like yeah. type shit like that. But when I did it, it was like the whole class went crazy, even the teacher, you know, even she was like. Oh, <laughs> really? she, she tried to suck your dick no. that afternoon. <laughs> yeah, kind of, you know. I heard a mo- I heard she. I heard that bitch jumped out the window. Yeah, <laughs> she jumped out the window, ran back in, sucked her dick, jumped back she out the window. So geeked. Man, she's in trouble. I, I can't know, believe but this, this motherfucker. It inspired me kind of because I still like you know I was like oh it must have been kind of tight and my cousin was into rap music so I had kind of rap so then after that I rapped to him like that day or just no like, like probably like randomly like you were like listen like, to this pretty, kindergarten like, shit that I came up with Yo, like, I, that happened cr- after. I killed it today in <laughs> no class. I'm saying I did that to myself and I never told nobody that shit got it you know that's what I meant yeah no I was just like some random shit that happened right you know what I'm saying and then like my cousin was like like trying to rap and he was doing some shit then I rapped for him one day and then the look on his face he was like you didn't come up with that oh you were good yeah I, like I said just saying some random shit off the top of my head then the look that he gave me he was like you didn't make that up. And I was like, yeah, I just said that shit right now. So but was like, it like, my name is D, I'm in the yeah, place to be? Yeah, it was some shit like shit? that. Yeah, it was yeah. probably some shit like that. But I had a, I had a but, human- it, it was back then, he was like, you didn't, you didn't, 
you know, just a yeah, you were probably just eight the or nine, right? That he gave me, right. you know what I'm saying? Which yeah. made me feel like, all right, so I maybe got something. But that is interesting because you're of the age bracket where you, you can be like a person that was born, raised, and infused on hip hop. ASAP Rocky is named after Rakim. Right. You that's know? one of my homies. That's oh, yeah. Homie. So the that's first generation I mean. like, rap, those guys were all guys that, you know, they be, get, be got older. I love I'm going to do that. that. And you were, that's really interesting. The At the end of the day, rapper. my pops, my, my, my parent, my, my pops was 16 when he had me and my mom was 18. So, oh, so your, your pops had it like that? My, my pops used to drive me to school listening to Peyton Foot when I was going to like uh-huh. preschool. <laughs> I'm impressed that your pops was able to bag My pops had four kids by the time he was 20. Ooh. That's not for him. <laughs> no, not anymore. I mean, yeah, because one of them is Denny Brown, but shit. That's, <laughs> one out of four ain't bad. Brown and Roger yeah. Brown. I mean, what are they up to? Did they? Did are your brothers and sisters like not good people? One of my brothers. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not like going to say Rose, that. Man. I'm not going to say that, but I will say that it was one point in time where all that was going on where I was looking like the piece of shit. Right. Where everybody was like, it was dumb. And, you know, everybody was looking at me like, what the fuck? Okay, yeah, when so Danny Brown is the successful member of your family, it's, it's very fucked up. Family. It is yeah. fucked up. That's a <laughs> wild guy. It is fucked up. What that is you, true. All right, so when did you start, like, rapping, comp- like, actually rapping? Uh, I would say when I probably got out of high school. Okay. So what, what was, until that, what was happening in your life? Until then? Yeah, I mean. Before you became the Danny Brown that we know. Danny Brown that we know. I mean, I was always trying to be the Danny Brown. Were <laughs> right? you always like eccentric and had fucking crazy hair and shit? Um, in some sense, I would say I was. I always wasn't. I always was trying to be what I saw on TV or what I saw in magazines. Like I was always infatuated with hip hop. Ever since that time where I say where I rap for my cousin, he was like, right, and looked at me weird. So I was like, yeah, I'm a rapper. Because so even when the first thing when I would go like school and you know you got like first grade and everybody would say like and your teacher would say what you want to be when you grow up and everybody in the classroom would say I want to be a basketball player or I want to be a football player then I'd be the guy that'd be like I want to be a rapper and the whole class would laugh and be like that's not a job or, right that's not nothing to do you know and now you probably go to a school now and the whole class say they want to be a rapper you know so I was that one kid that said really I wanted to be a, a rapper job. it's a job for like it's, eight people but it's a better Same job than most jobs you can no, have no comedy's got a lot of uh, there's a so, lot of right. people you making either, a living off of comedy right, you can now. either be a rapper or not a rapper you can't be like a, yeah oh, you I can't write, be like rap. I write I'm a produ- like there's a few producers and a few rappers right um, okay so but you're and, an eccentric dude I mean that's kind of your vibe is like this kind of like at the end of the day I wouldn't say that it was just the fact that I was just not more so that I was a Cause my dad, like I said, my dad was a house, like my dad was into house music and stuff like that. So when he would, it was, it wasn't like he just like stricted me to like one genre of music or like one type of style of the thing. He always let me be able to be like open minded about music in general. And like you know, like even him, like he would like read GQ magazines. And mm-hmm. That's what taught me how to dress. Like him having GQ magazines around the house, and my dad didn't have Jet magazines. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he bought GQs and shit. Like he bought me my source, my first source magazine. Which one was? And it? that was like that was the one with Mike Tyson on the cover. When Raekwon got four and a half mics for Cuban Links, <laughs> I remember everything about it. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, okay, so you did you do you? In high school, were you, like, writing rhymes in a book? Were I learned you... how to write raps when I was in eighth grade. 
And that's because I was already rapping at that time. People finally said, stop with them. My name is Danny. Yeah, yeah. And I was already be. rapping yeah. at that time. You know, uh-huh. it was already like good rap. You know, you know, I was already past like that Kurt, like that Grandmaster. Uh-huh. You know, that old. The back. Ha, 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 no, because, ha, okay, shit. it's another the story. Fl- the no, way. it's another story we have to talk about, you know, so, so we can get to that. Now, past that, as me being like, okay, as in preschool, and I'm like, oh, I want to be a rapper. One day in kindergarten. I'm in kindergarten, right? And I love um, your pronunciation, kindergarten. We all love it, but we can't. We're not it's supposed fantastic. to mention. I know. I've never said anything. But I, I know. A lot of people say this about about <laughs> oh, my kindergarten. pronunciation. We support yeah. kindergarten. Kindergarten. How, kindergarten. How do you say Let, kindergarten? How do you, there you go. Kindergarten. You know how we say it. You know how to say it. How do you say kindergarten? Kindergarten. 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 Okay, so I was in kindergarten. No, say kindergarten. So I was in kindergarten, right? Um. It was. I remember. You say, I say remember it like one day, of the three students. This is like, kindergarten. This, this is probably like the day that probably changed my life. To be honest, you know what I'm saying. Like, All right. I remember it like the back of my hand, you know. And I was and I was in kindergarten, and it was it was raining like it was raining like crazy, and it was like my um, you know how you is when the back in the black family, like not to say the black family, but like my cousin, his his my my auntie, his 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 dad. You know what I'm saying? Like my auntie, like okay, like this. Okay, my auntie, whoever. It's she already had a been, black family just based on look, auntie. No, we wish my, listen, we listen, desperately listen. wish we did know it my was like auntie, a black family. It no, I my auntie speak who had yourself. a baby. Listen, listen, <laughs> I'm gonna put it like this. My auntie who had a baby with some dude who that's my cousin. So his cousin, right? Cousin, it's your play okay. cousin. He's not really nothing to me. Okay. But, the the rule saying? is if black people you know have met each other more than three times, they are they're cousins. cousins yeah, right. yeah, some shit like that. Yeah. So yeah, he's like. So, but at the end of the day, he's babysitting me because my mom had a job and she was working. and She's paying to babysit me, so he had to pick me up from school. And he picked me up from school. It's raining outside like crazy. And he was like, "Man, look, you're not about to be bullshitting today. You're about to hurry up and get home." Cause this new LL Cool J record just came out, man, and I want to listen to this shit, and I ain't got time to be playing with you. You know what I'm saying? So you grab my hand, we run in through the rain, we get to the what rain. What record? Very was it? romantic. It was radio. That's his first record. Yeah. So we so get this home. So '87. '87. Yeah. For sure. So we get to the crib and it's radio on vinyl. He pulls it out. He put the shit on. And it, but before he put it on, he like, man, look. When I'm not around, don't don't touch my record. <laughs> don't do shit. This is a big record. Yeah, for him. it's a big deal. He had like, rules for just this shit. record. So before, but, don't touch a black man's radio was don't touch a black man's record. Don't touch my record. Don't yeah. do shit. You know what I'm saying? And then from the first beat, like from the first like three seconds of hearing that shit in my head, I was like, I'm gonna be a rapper. So that like, was really I knew it. That was the first real. Memory yeah, that's of already video. like the first real like. So that's why I had That's when you started working the secret. You manifested it. You wished it. You and know you made it. it. So that's when I manifested. Okay. The so you. So do you start right? Do you just go like I'm gonna be a rapper? In the meantime, I just started rapping. That's six years. I old. didn't that's understand six. about songwriting. I didn't understand about songwriting until I was. Would you rap about just like being a rapper? Don't rap have nothing to do about because being a rapper don't have nothing to do with being a songwriter. Right. You know what I'm saying? When so, did you learn how to write songs? When I was out of high school, after I was selling crack and all that shit, when I was really being serious about it, like, damn, I want to be a, I really want to be a rapper. Like, how do I be a rapper? Like, and really have to How would you it. approach it? Would you go, I need to no, write I just a song to, about this No, I was, experience? Just to, I was just listening to all the songs that I like and try to understand what they did and try to figure out everything that was involved with that song and try to figure out what I liked about it and try to 
make my version of that and interpret it right. in my own way, but try to flip it. You know, give me an example. Yeah, what's one of the first tricks you heard someone do that you under? I just like to say, for the record, I've been thinking for the last forty-eight hours. I sometimes I think I don't know how Biggie wrote "Ready to Die" at his age. How Biggie wrote "Ready to Die"? I wouldn't say that. Illmatic too. I just kind of see that. Illmatic Illmatic is probably the most craziest, but to me, is how Dizzy Rascal wrote "Boy in the Corner" at nineteen. Yeah, that is a good record. How the fuck and produce it. You feel what I'm saying? Because yeah. all them was just rapping. They yeah. had producers making them. Right. Because if you think about it, Illmatic and, 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 and Ready to Die, the producers made the album. They were great yeah, writers at the end of the day, but if they didn't have amazing. those producers, the album wouldn't be that good because that's what we have today. We have a lot of biggies and we have a lot of Nas, but we don't have them Puffies and we don't have them LESs. Puffy's we don't have around. them fucking... You can say We don't have those producers to make these rappers meet right. their potential because they just release songs on the internet. Right. We know they're talented, but... At the end of the day, back in the day, if you would have seen somebody this talented, some producer would have swooped them up because it wasn't that easy to find somebody that could rap this good. So you think there's a shortage of great producers? I don't think it's a shortage of great producers. I think it's just a mass production of good writers at this point, and there's not enough people to Do you think there's it. too much, too many mixtapes? No, I think it's too many. I think it's too many people that's good and it's not enough good A&Rs. I think the, the job of being an A&R has died. Interesting. But you, you, you know mo- what I'm saying? Because anybody could be a good rapper, and a rapper is just a good rapper. And you know, you could rap. You could rap to anything. So you're talking about having an album. It, that doesn't mean it's good. A, you right, get what I'm saying? Having an album with a style. You ever uh, heard the idea. term? Listen, you ever heard the term of he's a rapper's rapper? But being a rapper's rapper don't mean to translate to doesn't mean selling anything. records yeah. and being you know what I'm saying good and. Well, you know Part of that is that the album has died, right? I mean, yeah. people don't care about albums anymore. But that's what my most thing is. I'm not a song person. I'm an album guy. Right. You know? So how do you get people to care about your albums if everybody's just got their eyes? I just don't really shuffle. care about that part you at this point. What, I yeah. just do what I do. Because at the end of the day, you know, it's pros and cons to everything. You know, it's always, you know, it's always the other side to something. You just got to be the top of the other side. I mean, that is that's the, how I look at it. That is the thing about Omatic and Ready to Die and... The, and Doggy style and stuff as they were. It was great producers. Yeah, all of them had the best, the best, right? That's what I'm gonna break down about that. What are you doing? How many great writers? See, me, I'm a great writer, and that's the thing about me. All my albums probably wasn't the best produced albums in the world, but they was a great, they were great, greatly written, and that's what I, that's what I stamp my shit on. Who else do you like that you consider contemporary? As greatly written writers? Yeah, sure. The great rappers. The streets. You like these British guys. You like these. You be on this this British shit. Yeah. <laughs> man, I don't. I'm not feeling this shit. Man. I'm just keeping it a hundred. I'm just keeping it a hundred. Dizzy Rascal. Who saw that coming? Dizzy yeah. Rascal is like, but a Dizzy Rascal based my whole style on. Really? Did he really? Mm-hmm. So Boy the, in the corner changed my life. Does he know that? Yeah. Dizzy Rascal. I mean, I was in love. He picked me. He, no, go. He picked That's my up. homie, though. That's my homie, though. I'm I really like that dude. Like he's like. I gotta say that I it changed my life. I also I love that. that that reference. That you know, I mean, I feel like it is almost cliche for a rapper to be like Rakim, Biggie, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Biggie, Pac. But I mean, Dizzy Rascal's a very that's a good pull. Um, I guess, like I said, that was like my dad listened to Rakim. Okay, that's really that's a trip. <laughs> and I'm 33. I'm you know what I'm saying? So that's like some OG shit to me. Okay, so when you heard Dizzy Rascal's record, what did you think? Like, oh, wait. It blew my brain a bit. But what about it? Like, what about it to you was different that you were like, oh, I can do that? No, I guess, um, I guess, you know what it was? At the time, I was really into a magazine at the time called Blender Magazine. Yeah. So I was reading that magazine a lot and, 
And then they was talking about, you know, Abe was really into the like the British grime scene, and they always had these articles about it. But then they talked about Dizzy Rascal. But then I didn't, you know, I didn't really know about him. And then I seen his video on MTV too, which is Fix Up Look Sharp, which is really, yeah. really a, the, the best representation of what he does musically. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know something about it. Just maybe the marketing. Fix Up Look Sharp didn't you didn't think was a good representation? No, I'm saying when you when you really think about Dizzy Rascal as right. him as an artist, that's not a, a, a record that you would really. So was it? His say writing, that be, it was the no, music. No, I'm saying, I, I don't know. Like I'm saying, maybe because me being from Detroit and being growing up on Ghetto Tech and my dad being a house DJ and being able to hear these same like DJ a type funk? of... Being DJ Assault. DJ Assault and Funk. I'm DJ Assault is you know, like my, You know them at all? Like, that's you like my holy grail. No, but ass it's, and titties? Oh, no, it is a you know about ass, oh, ass and titties? That's DJ Assault. That was what was so cool. In about fact, we had to pay 25 grand for we. That's the thing about people to understand about Detroit. Like, you know when you go like to like a New York club? Or you go to somewhere and then you go to New York, like you knew New York and they danced over like the Jamaican and uh-huh. reggae shit. And that should be tight and it turned up. When you go to Detroit, we dancing to ass and titties. <laughs> but that's what's so great about funk. funk. Like that's our shit. They we would bring ass t- and titties. Yeah. They would bring DJ and Funk everybody's to San Francisco. Everybody's got a red suit on. To, to play at these. To yeah, with titties. gators. <laughs> they would bring Funk to San Francisco to play that's these. That's our raves. shit with a mink. And yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In the summer. In the yeah. summertime, yeah. Cowboy boots. That's our on. shit. Oh, anyway, he was come, come play at these raves with all these like San Francisco raver hippie kids. And he's like, j- like j- process, jerry curl, like, you know, like, it's a trip. It's very, very hood. Um, all right, so so you started, did you do battle raps? What did you do? I never really did battle rap. I mean, battle rap probably like playing around with homies in my neighborhood, but never but seriously. You, you was, you're from Detroit, but it wasn't like. No, I never really seen that eight mile scene or like right, that. None it. of that shit. Like, I never really been involved in that. You, did you know about like as a thing you could do? No, because at the time it was like, I was just really like. I, I guess that shit was like going on like the like the mid nineties, like ninety five, right. ninety six, ninety seven, around that time. Yeah, and I was probably like in Brighton, like probably like the ninth and tenth grade, and I was just thinking about that's like, some more OG shit. I was just thinking about buying Tommy Hill figure and trying to fuck. Yeah, how did that go? It, it went well. You I wore a lot of Tommy Hill figure and I fucked a lot. <laughs> you got any kids? I have a daughter, but of not biologically. You a You're a rapper. All daughters have. But rappers. what? Not biologically, because I'm oh. a gangster. Wait, say go it on. It don't make is no sense. Cousin no, shit? no you know how black people is. But here it go. <laughs> no. I gotta tell the story. I'm not, I'm not familiar. <laughs> it's hard so to okay. co-sign some of this. Like, yeah, I know yeah, how we black know people how is. They, they have daughters. Yeah. Niggas is. is. You know how niggas is. Okay, here's the story. How I have a daughter. That's not biologically, but it's my daughter. Okay, so you know how everybody has like a high school sweetheart. You know, yeah. you have your girlfriend, you get in high school. Okay, I had my girlfriend in high school, right? And we met in like 10th grade. And we went all the way to 12th grade. Like, went to like the homecomings, all the primes, did all that shit together, right? But then once after like, you know, after like high school, once like 12th grade came, I stopped going to school in general. And I was just the type of guy would just, I was enrolled in school, but I didn't go to a class. But I would just come up to school and just hang might out look in your door and do some weird shit. You'd rap real quick, right. say thanks. Might might do a battle. Yeah. I might do a battle in the hallway and dip <laughs> out. You know what I'm saying? Might take my girl, go get her something to eat, and try to go fuck or something. But so end up we had we we end up. I got her pregnant, but she had a miscarriage. Some weird type of shit. You know shit. how black people be. <laughs> you know how black people it makes be. Makes no sense. The baby tried to rap his. The baby <laughs> knew Danny Brown was her daddy, and she tried to fucking choke herself with the umbilical cord, <laughs> and that's what happened. <laughs> a very so dour the, look at your. The baby then. tried to choke herself with the umbilical cord, but it did you know, though. You know, I heard the baby didn't want to live in Detroit. But that's what happened though. The baby choked herself with the Dang. umbilical cord, Dang. and she and, and then what that happened. 
And then we broke up, and I was selling crack, and I was whatever I was doing. I was in the streets, and then she met some other nigga, and then she whatever she fucked that nigga, and then she got pregnant, and then I got jealous by that shit. Me in the streets, then we got back together, and then he got locked up for murder, and then got locked up for life. He got he got locked up for murdering the pussy, correct? No, for killing another oh, nigga. Oh, oh, yeah, it was murdering yeah. the pussy. Some, some nigga That's shit. That's not what you want, though. You know what I'm saying? Some real nigga shit. That is not what you he want. Get locked up for murder, ex, killing a nigga. The ex-boyfriend of the girl that you just got back together with is in jail for murder. Yeah, and she pregnant and even had a baby yet. Uh-huh. So then got we it. got back together while she was still pregnant, and then she had the baby. So, so the baby only so knew me. The baby when she was born, you know. So, so you claim right now? How old she? She's thirteen now. Oh, great! Right now, there's a prisoner listening to the Champs podcast somewhere, going, "God damn it, that's my daughter." No, um. he's. I, I guess you're right. <laughs> um, I guess you're right. All right, shout yeah, out my were. nigga Dillstein. <laughs> <laughs> Things are going very well out His here. No, I, I'm holding her down. Ariana's good. <laughs> His name is straight up Deuce. His name is Deuce. And are you still with daughter Mama? No, I not nah, hell no. All right. hey, she hey, left hey, me because hey. I was trying to be a broke rapper at the time. Then try to get a, with another nigga that was selling weed. And now his ass in she jail. And now she got another guys. baby. She should have stayed with you, man. She, she fucked up. She did fuck up. Every time I come pick Yana up, she be looking <laughs> dumb. Like I'll be like, yeah, that's right. You, I told you. I told you I was nice with the bars. But everybody said they were going to be a rapper. Yeah, how no, but not making wolf. the type of raps that I would make. So you were already good. I was already good and weird. Okay, yeah. so you were weird. Too. Think about it. If I was listening to Dizzy Rascal, wouldn't you be fucked up in the brain? And when you was listening to 50 Cent and Get Rich or Die Trying and College Dropout, when people was listening to Get Rich or Die Trying and College Dropout, I was listening to Boy in the Corner. So that's what... All my friends thought I was fucked up and crazy. They was like, man, you I are tripping tell you in your life. I will tell you a story about... I played Dizzy Rascal for Kanye, and I will tell you a story off off the show. Oh, Come we on, need to hear that on hear the no show. We hear it on the show. Said. Why not? You think Kanye will come right on you? No. Man. It's not. It's not cool. I'm about to put out your post. Because you know why? Because he tried to take grime sounds and shit. Nah. What the fuck you think niggas in Paris is? No. What the fuck you think Mercy is? Yeah. All that shit is stems from grime music. That wasn't in hip hop in generally. So when you I tell that cuz to go sample shit. some, do you think that shit? Sa- I think that's some more like some no Marilyn Manson shit. Yeah, black skinheads. I yes. said you heard the records. I said I didn't say black skinheads. God, Neil. I guess it is. It <laughs> you is got more me fucked EDM. up. It's EDM. I said I, mercy, <laughs> right? And I said God. niggas in Paris. Okay, Lamborghini Mercy, your chick she so thirsty. I'm in that two C Lambo with your girl, she tryna jerk. Okay, Lamborghini Mercy, your chick she so thirsty. I'm in that two C Lambo with your girl, she tryna jerk. Okay. That's the attempts at trying to be European, but when you without being good at it. 
But when you first when you All first right. started doing this with this look and this sound, were people not taking you seriously in Detroit? My look and my sound progressively changes every year. So well, what like, do you look like and sound like when you first started? Were you just like a regular I, looking rapper? I was wearing like thrift store clothes and like skinny jeans. Oh, oh somebody at the beginning? Yeah, just when you started becoming serious. About I was wearing rap. like dicky jeans and top tens, so like like, like a, dicky suits and top tens. And so you like a regular with braids and like I, he was like really probably really scared of me. I probably had a gun on me and shit like that. Oh, that wouldn't oh, frighten me. But it didn't work. That's what I'm saying. It didn't work at all. It didn't work. Blunt break. Here comes a blunt. Now. This episode of the Chance Podcast is brought to you by the uh, Backwoods weed. Cigar Company. Yes, and that's how Backwoods. Um, okay, so, Shout to the Airbnb. so and Airbnb you, as well. And Airbnb. <laughs> uh, okay, so you, I so you're selling crack. You said you had some excellent crack stories. I mean, for I, the, that you've been saving up for the champs. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, what you want to know? I mean. What you want to know? I sounds like shit you I, want, I don't have nothing. I don't have no no filter with that. No, like, no, 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 no. But I feel but like Detroit you, is the is the hometown of crazy crack stories. Like, I feel like so many. Se- it sounds like you would send crackheads out to do chores for you. Yeah, all the time. But that don't mean they will always do it right. <laughs> so you literally <laughs> you send a motherfucker out. They might not come back. <laughs> Give me that an example of stuff you would have a crackhead do for you. I mean, you like you send them to the store and like do like go get blunts for you and like you, know, you treat them like, like a go to brother. Coney, like go to Coney Island and get you like you know Coney Island's a restaurant. Shit. Coney Island in Detroit is like our like number like you get like chili fries and like chili dogs. That was the thing that had never occurred to me is that you would send you reference Coney a bunch Coney of your songs. Coney Island's is yeah, like, it's like having a neighborhood. Crown fried chicken is in New York. Got it. All right. That's how Coney Island is in Detroit. Uh, and so do you have any crazy memories of, of things that happened to you back then before you became a successful rapper, like crazy oh, stories? Oh, type of shit. I what mean, what do you want to know? Like, I want, give, me, give me some good ones. The craziest one? Yes. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's too much like weird shit. Like, where are we going with this? Yeah, bring <laughs> the weird shit. Us, man. The funniest shit? I mean, like, you heard Felipe Esparza, he bit a motherfucker's face off. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess I guess I would, I could just break it down to... All right, all right, all right, all right. Because I'm going I'm to break it down to you like this, like... Like me being like I said, like my pops had me at sixteen, you know, and he and obviously he couldn't have been, you know, doing too much with, you know, having kids at that age, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And his and his mom's is Filipino, like you know. Oh, so that's has, interesting. Yeah, so I'm like a quarter of Filipino, and I was pretty much just raised by a Filipino lady because, like I said, my pops had me at sixteen, and he had four kids by the time he was twenty, so I was the oldest. And the way I would get away from, like, being around all that and feel like I was, like, you know, by myself would be going with my grandma. So I was pretty much raised a lot by my grandma, who's a Filipino, who's Filipino lady. How far and away was it? Not far away because she lived in the hood still. But oh, I'm saying, it. like, she was still, like, just being with her was just, like, a whole different lifestyle, you know? Like, she was kind of crazy. Like, she was the type of lady, like, we would, like, put the basketball rim in the street and play basketball in the street and she'd call the police on us. On you, and everybody would be mad. But like, your grandma called the police on us and want to beat me up, so I got beat up a lot for my grandma. Got it. You know that type of thing. Do you think that having a kind of uh, oh, dip- but back to another thing, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump into please because I I'm gonna show you how much I'm a fan of you guys podcast, <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you that Neil, you are right. That yes. Oh no! I, I was just no because I was wondering. Hold on, I, I was wondering why you hadn't asked Danny yet. I know. Cause hey, because you weren't going to. Yes, Neil, you are right. Going to ask. <laughs> yes, Neil, you are right. I'm gonna break that down. Go. So yes. So <laughs> there should because we got a tweet. We got a tweet once that hey, how come yes. Neil never asked the rappers that come on if they grew up around white people? No, this this is it though. 
<laughs> so being in the hood, okay, boom. I was, I, I was growing up on Linwood. Hey, sure my did. family, my whole family is on Linwood, which is the west side of Detroit. And then it was like the east side of Detroit. My mom's like got a chance to like get a good house, and we moved to this like nice house on the east side of Detroit. And it was like it was like a it was like a school that was like locally, and then it was like a school that would come like a like a you know the yellow bus that would come yeah. and like bus you, and it would take you to like another school, and that was like lame to go to that other school. And all of, of course, my mom was like, "Go to that school on but the bus." But it was a better school. Go to the and lame when school. When I go to the school on the bus, what happens? It's all white kids. It's yeah. just all white teachers. It's just all white shit. Yeah. And so, from my elementary, from first grade, my whole elementary, I was raised around white shit, which eventually paid off. Motivated me to rap. To be but, honest, but that's because no, I no, rapped no, no, to them okay, too. Explain that's, that. That's explain because well, I rapped to them. I rapped at my fifth grade graduation. So you were like that? Were you the because only black kid? Because I was the, like dude? the black kid that yeah. rapped, and the white teachers was like, "Oh, this is so cool." So you had did this you little feel, black kid can rap? Did you feel an so obligation to do? They were always making do... rap in any situation it was to put rap in. No, but that's exactly. Did you feel the obligation? But it motivated me to rap more. No, but that's exactly to be what, honest. what I what it I felt want... like that was your superpower. Because I was cool, yeah. Okay, right, yeah. That, that's exactly what I'm wondering because, like, Real shit. you know, rap is can be very homogenous. So first to fifth grade, think about that. That was what I had to be like. Yeah, that's right. what I'm cool. You I started, rap. You started in a, started in a black neighborhood. Yeah. moved to a Philippine. And that's what I make family. money off of right now. So it's like, yeah, the no. American dream yeah. to me, you know. But that's what that's what I'm curious about. Like, is do you think that that's what informed you? Have a unique style. You got a di- very different and unique thing. And rap can be very homogenous, and a lot of rappers can copy each other. And it doesn't seem like that's something you do. Do you think that's because you were raised in all these different cultures that gave you? You don't this seem tied unique? to black culture like just off the muscle. You don't seem. You'll just be like, I'll fuck. But with I'm the most niggas nigga you can meet. Uh, of course. No uh, one's in not some saying you're the not. Word, you took the in word right sense. out of my mouth. I'm the most no, niggas nigga you can meet. Right. But no, you also under, you're also But Dizzy Rascal was the one that yeah. you that you cited. But like That's but then you'll fuck I mean, with Dizzy Rascal. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here street. talking to you now. Right. It's, but because most I probably would have been still trying to think like a nigga and wouldn't never made it. And well, that right, made me think like because my daddy was a house DJ and I was able to hear like Shit that I was listening to that we was to dance to, like, ghetto take shit. Right. And then I heard a person rapping to those type of shits. Right. And it was like, that was those type of sounds that I used to dance to at parties. But now I hear a person rapping to that. Like, I could do that, too. You know what I'm saying? So, in some sense, it just opened my mind up to rapping over different shit. That's and then what was just like, well, it's, it's, what, was, what like, I thought was cool. Because to me, Nas was my favorite rapper. And I thought I just had to make Illmatic. Right. And I was just trying to rap over, like, sample beats and do whatever type of shit. But who says my verse? Who says my voice? Sounds good over those type of beats. Or, that's that's a trick. You know? It sounds like a real musician's journey. Actually, it sounds like you know, like Eric Clapton and those guys listening to like the blues and having their minds blown open when they were making these silly. Yeah, British before you pop know songs. it, you open another door to something else, right? You know, and then before you know, I'm influencing somebody else. You know how many kids I get come up to me be like, "Man, Triple X, I love Danny." You know what I'm saying? You you changed my mind and you made me think so much different way. And I'm like, "Man, I just got started." Right. It made me feel old, even though but I am. But don't you OG. see how now, because of Kanye, dudes like where there's not even Kendrick, I feel like these guys aren't as like locked into. I have to be like that. I have to be. I have to be Nas. I have to be Big. I have to be Pac. They're just like, I'll just do, I like that, and I like some white shit, and I like some black shit, and I like some European shit. And so there's dudes now where they're not. It's the internet. It's yeah. The internet has made exe- everything accessible, and so everything has become a collage. I don't know, man. I don't even know. I don't even remember what you said. <laughs> you know what's funny? I thought you were just looking. You were just looking at me, and I was We're not like. not sure if we said it. Like, but think of it like that. It's like, you know me. what I'm saying? It's like. 
Some niggas is Ian Curtis and some niggas is Axel Rose. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's but all them to- niggas you name will look at me and be like, that's my nigga. Mm-hmm. Right. But you used to not be able to be Axel like Rose. Like Kendrick, you know what I'm saying? Like some all them niggas, like, you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like I'm like the rapper's rapper, rapper. Yeah. Your favorite rapper, 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 rapper is Danny Brown. So, uh, what, so how did success come? How did success so come? You're in the Dickies. You got braids. You want to make Illmatic. How did you be? How, what was the pop that you heard? Then you heard Dizzy Rascal. Your mind was blown. What came next? How did? What was your journey into becoming? Um, the I think when I got out of jail. Oh, I got wait, out of jail. Well, hold, hold on. Hold on. What? Wait, hold on. What? Let's wait. go back. How did you get up? How did they invite you to jail? No, I mean I've been selling. I mean I've been from the time I was like 18 and like. At the time I got it, like eighteen, I was like doing just doing reckless shit and just doing catching cases and doing that type of shit. So I had like what? One, how many cases you caught? I mean, what I got eventually locked up for was like possession with an intent to distribute and manufacturing and distributing. How much? How much did you have? When I initially got caught, okay, you want to tell the story of that? When I initially got caught, I got caught with like a quarter pound and I got caught. I had a Glock, but they wanted to like throw the gun out and just charge me for the weed. So they just charged me with manufacturing and distributing. Because we was running, the, we was selling out of the spot. But I'd done so much shit prior to that that when I caught that, it was like a breath of fresh air. <laughs> Why? It was like a relief that it was over. Yes. Right. You know what oh, I'm saying? Because something I always told myself, like when I fought, when I caught my first case, I'm gonna stop this shit and I'm gonna start rapping. Right. Like, and, and when I used to be selling drugs, the whole time I used to sell drugs would be in the spot writing raps. Oh, and that's video interesting. Games, right? Like always told to myself, like I'm gonna be a rapper. Like that's all my like. Think about it. I did when I was in kindergarten and all that type of shit. So right, the whole you get thing distracted. was like I'm gonna be a rapper. So even when I was selling drugs around my homie, but then I would like go to the studio and try to like make songs and I play shit with my homie. They're like this shit suck. You ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? That made me feel totally bad about did myself. It, but did were they right? Yes, yes, they were right because those songs do <laughs> fucking suck and they weren't shit. But I still know how to rap. You know what I'm right. saying? So you were in the middle of living this crime life, knowing that you were. Not trying to, you wanted to get out of it, but you couldn't. Sure, you had to support yourself. For sure. Um, Did you ever think about just getting a job? I mean, I had. Come on, Neil. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That's why. How's he going to raise his non-daughter? That's how you know I'm that type of crazy nigga. Because the first job I ever had in my life, I was like 13 or 14, and I just lied on my application and said I was 16 and got the job. And what I was even, the job? I I just forged my work permit and stole it back from out the (laughs) office, and was getting checks and even just just. Fronting on the fucking taxes and all that shit. I was like 13 years old. I was working at a buffet called the Sweden House. And I was 14 years old. And I worked for like two years. So I was able enough to get a job. And once I got a job, then I quit because I started selling weed. Oh, because you had the job legally. You're like, I, started I, working like at, this. I started working at 13 when I started 14. And I lied to my application and said I was 16. And I forged my work permit and I got a job. And well, I was really, you checks. were 19. No, I really. I was 13 years story. old, but they thought I was 16. Right? So you, so you, and once I got sixteen, I was like, once I got sixteen, I was already selling weed, and then I got quit. And when I got another job, but then I had me and my homie, we jumped and they got that shit, and then they fired us. Wait, what happened? He jumped someone at at his work. What was the job? And was fired. What was another? What was the job? It was, it was another buffet, the country buffet. Oh, you only work buffets? <laughs> you fuck only buffets. You went buffet? Funny. Wait, hold on. You went buffet, crack, rap game? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Real shit. I only I buffet, <laughs> crack game, the rap game. <laughs> yes, this is true. 
Yes, this is true. Two different buffet jobs. So I worked yeah. at a Sweden house, then I went to Old Country Buffet, and yeah, I was fully flayed. Then crack, crack, then jail, then rap game. But no, were you at, I had a little stint at Burger King. When you went to the Country Buffet, where they like, oh, what's that motherfucker? Burger King. That's when you sold out, because Burger King is not a buffet. But the only reason I worked at Burger King, I was like, I was like in 11th grade, <laughs> and I was like, shit, I love those chicken sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So shit. If I get out of school, make one of them bitches, you know what I'm saying? Cause I, I was selling weed by then anyway. I was selling weed to all the managers and everybody that worked there. So it was like I was working. But then one day them ninety nine cent whoppers came and I, I quit. Oh yeah, no, you Why? can't pay it was that. I ain't had a job since got too busy. No. No. I did get another job. I had worked a job at Technicolor. Really? What? You what? know what Technicolor is? <laughs> yeah. Did you just spin a wheel and go, what's the next fucking crazy place I could work? <laughs> Technicolor. Fuck it. I had a job Technicolor. at Technicolor. But I ended up, I was so fucked up and broke at that time. I like, I smoked too much weed on my lunch break and I fainted on the line and they fired me <laughs> <laughs> the next hour. I sent my ass home. I never seen that again. You were I was making- like working, make $200 like a week. Um, I only worked there for like a month. It was like, I, I remember we was making like the Milan movies, and the Milan movies came down, you had to put the whistles. It was like a free whistle came with the Milan movie, and it came down the line. I was the nigga that put the whistles in the case, and that shit was fucked up. It Technicolor was putting Technicolor. whistles in there? Putting Technicolor. It was VHSs. It was like oh, a, a toy. you were making VHS. You worked at a well, VHS VHSs. You worked at a VHS factory. <laughs> you worked at a VHS factory. Technicolor. This is Detroit <laughs> shit. Okay. So you get out of jail. Well, no, no, no. How did you jump the dude? Talk about Oh, yeah. Oh, and jumping the dude? Oh, no. Um, I was working at the Old Country Buffet, and one of my homies, he got into it with a dude over a bitch, I think, or something about a bitch. But this is my nigga. Like, he from my hood. Like, he really from my hood. And he was like, shit, I got, I got you know, problem with this nigga. And then that 3-6 Mafia to the club up just came out. Sure. So we was like turned up off that shit. You know what I'm just, just at <laughs> the buffet. You were inspired by that. You were at the buffet straight turned up every day. And we was back there. We was, we was, we was the dishwashers. We was washing dishes. And clubs. I, I think he's he's busting tables. And he can't I got to say that's a shitty place to have to clean oh, dishes. Yeah. Terrible, there's a terrible. lot of dishes involved we was, in the buffet. We was washing the dishes. Like I was the one like feeding the dishes. one catching them. And then the cuz came back there to bring the um dishes. And then my cuz, he's like, tear the club up. Tear the club up. Tear the-. He started singing that shit. The next thing I know, my nigga started fine on him. Then we just started finding a nigga up. We just started beating a nigga up. Then so you left, us. like, the kitchen and went into, like, the main area? We was in the kitchen beating him up. Oh. He oh. ran out the kitchen. When he ran out the kitchen, he was already bloody in front too. of the customers and all that type of shit. Like, <laughs> like oh, fucked up. Then they fired us. But the funny part, I didn't even know I was in the fight. Because the next day I ain't come to work and then they call me like, where you at? I'm like, shit, I thought I got fired. I was the one. They're like, we didn't even know you was fighting. I'm like, what shit, I could have went to work. You can like, come back to work. You would think I could have went to work. You know what I'm saying? I could have went back and washed dishes. But okay. I, was only making, I was only doing that job to buy Jordans and shit. Okay. So you get you, out of jail. you got, you caught, you had 25. That was in high school. How much, did you, how much weed did you have? 25? And when I got caught selling weed, I got caught a quarter pound. Oh, quarter pound. All right. So, and how much? But time it was unbagged up. That was the good thing that saved me because it was bagged up. I probably got more time. Could you ever? So that's why plead... I gave distribution and manufacturing instead of possession when intended to distribute. Well, what's the difference between distribution and and distribution and manufacturing? It's probably like they looking at you like more like a boss. They ain't looking at you like you more like you know when they give you like you know street crimes is more like different. Like they look distribution. Listen to what the, it sounds like. Distribution and manufacturing. Right, but that's possession like a bigger, with intent to distribute. 
Right. But I that, was they 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 looked at me like I was the guy that was about to bag up to get to a person to sell instead of the guy that had it to go out to sell. But really, I was the guy that was go out to sell. But it sounds like that what you were doing would get you better a bigger sentence. What distribution would tend to distribute? Yeah. You got white laws fucked up then, because that's not the way it go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So how much time are you supposed to do? How much time I supposed to do? Yeah. I ain't about what I'm supposed to do. It's about what I did. How much you, you do? Did? I did a year, which was eight months. And how often? In county it? jail. <laughs> <laughs> county jail, which is worse than penitentiary. Well, uh, talk, walk us through county. How is it working? County jail is crazy because county jail, you don't have the same, like, um, you know, like the same, like, like, like shit, you, like the freedom you have in jail. Like you can go in a yard and you can go and like, you have a TV in your cell and. Like, when I was locked up, the air conditioning was broke. We didn't have no TV on our rock. You like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, it's, a, it's no cigarettes. So like, what did you do? Cigarettes was a big deal in jail. Yeah. I had the cigarettes. You what? How did you have I the cigarettes? I had the cigarettes. Because I'm just that much of a smooth nigga. And what <laughs> happened was, some G shit. I'm going some G shit and me knowing how to rap. So me getting to jail. So boom, I get in the county, right? I'm in the county. And there was some homies that ran registry. Registry is the job, which is the top job in the county. Because if you really think about it in jail, the prisoners, they make the jail. They run the jail. They do all the jobs to make the jail run. They make all the food. Mm -hmm. They clean all the walls. They clean the flows. You know what I'm saying? The prisoners make the jail what it is. It's like country buffet. Go ahead. Real shit. So the best job in that motherfucker is registry. And registry is when you come in and they register you into jail. Which means a person will come to jail, you might have cigarettes, you might have $1,000, you might have whatever. So you might give it to the trustee, the person that you know that's another inmate before you give it to the police. So motherfuckers love to work registry. So it was a big homie that worked registry when I got to my rock where I was at and I was working like washing dishes and shit like that. And I had rap, you know, he, he wanted to rap and shit. And I rapped for him one day. We was rapping and shit. He was like, damn, you calling him. We ain't got cold and we got cool and shit. So once he left registry job, he gave me registry job. And in the registry job. Is How the, does that, could he just give it? He can just Yeah, give you can pass the job on to another inmate when you want trustee rock. Okay. Because being trustee is different than being in greens, which means greens and orange is different in county jail. Meaning greens. It's different everywhere. Yeah, meaning greens. If you wear greens, you. meaning like, you know, you still going to court, you might go to the penitentiary, you know your shit is not situated yet. But if you're an orange, mean you haven't got that much time. You only got like 90 days. Up so to is a year. it under a year? Because it's up to a year a max county? to be in the county. Got it. So if you wear orange, you, you staying in the county. So if you wear green, you might be sent up or you might be going home. Got it. So, you know, if you go, if you wear orange, you automatically get a job. And then you you work for the prison in that situation. So I was working for the prison. I was I was doing like dishwashing, and you know that shit was terrible. And I was I, I rapped one time, and one of the big a big ass nigga like three hundred pounds, bald head nigga, look like he can be in the WWF, some type of shit. He think he can rap, but he suck like a motherfucker. But nobody you know what I'm <laughs> That type of shit. So one day I just hear these niggas rapping. I don't even feel like rapping. You know what I'm saying? That type of shit. And I just like, man, fuck it. Just go over there because I just want to entertain myself right now. Just go over there and just rap for these niggas. And I just went crazy on them niggas and shut they shit down. They like, oh, fuck, this nigga ill. So homie, you know, he just took a liking to me. You know what I'm saying? He would just hold me down and shit. So once he left, he gave me his job. And job. And the thing is ill about registry, like I said, cigarettes run everything. So a lot of people get locked up. They have cigarettes. 
and they would either throw their cigarettes away or they'd get their cigarettes to the, you know, the, registry, the trustee, yeah. yeah, the registry guy, like me. Or they, you know, even if they give it, throw it in the garbage, uh, inmate, if, if I'm cool, that cool with a CEO, he'll give me the cigarettes. And in, in, and in that situation, one cigarette is worth like $20. Wow. But me, I didn't need no money. You know what I'm saying? I had my people sending me money, so I didn't care about that shit. So, but most people that have that job, their whole shit would be to sell cigarettes. So they would take one cigarette, break that down, roll up like five roll-up cigarettes. Oh, that's crazy. And sell that on the rock. But me, once he passed that job So dudes to me, would smoke tight, like thin, yeah. thin so cigarettes. So everybody that know, Like they make Virginia up, Slims So everybody that know, like even if you in jail, prison. if you have a, a court date, and you have to go up to register. Because if you have a court date, and then you might have they send you to a registry before you go to court. So you might have to see me because I'm the guy that's giving you a cereal. I'm the guy that might give you a lunch. I'm the guy. So you know I got the cigarettes because like, I'm the guy that so gets all the cigarettes. Right, so was jail, it's county, it's the fucking worst? Is it the yeah, worst? Yeah, the worst because it's the worst situation, sanitary-wise and just condition-wise, period. And, like, you got to take a shit in front of people. You got to shower yeah, in front of that, people. Yeah, all that, all that. I mean, unless you get, like, I mean, once you get a sale, but it's two-man sale. And you just, like, all right. I'm going to take a shit now, so just read. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what's the funniest shit? You want to hear what's the funniest shit? My bunkie, who's like my bunkie for the longest time. You, you know the show First 48? Yeah. Uh-huh. He was on First 48, got killed on that bitch. <laughs> 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 and I see the boy here. And I this my bunkie. This nigga got killed like a motherfucker. And I remember one time. <laughs> Why is that how so you found out? One time he had so me so mad. This nigga ate a whole fucking thing of bananas. And he went and took a shit before lockdown. And the whole fucking seal was just smelling like shitty bananas. Oh, man. And I had to just sleep during that shit. And, and, he, yeah, and, and I wanted to fuck him out. up for that. Did you and see so that's him? why you were so happy when he was killed. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah I remember that I'm shitty banana shit. Banana. Yeah, 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 I remember that dying. shitty banana, shitty banana, banana eating motherfucker. Fuck you, Robert Guevara. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. That's my homie, though. He cool, but he was no, he dead. He died. He died over cool. some bullshit, though. When I watched the show for footy, I'm like, he's stupid. But I, I really realized that when I was in jail, I was like, yeah, he was that type of nigga. So I believe it. He was, a, yeah, the type of guy. Usually, that guys, shit, guys like, I hate like, you know how them white, you know how some white boys they try to prove they tougher than niggas. Yes, he's I do. He's one of them type of white boys. Yeah, you got to <laughs> prove you tougher than niggas. Like, no, you gonna prove you tougher to a nigga till you die. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and you got shot. He sure did by a 14 year old. Okay, so you get out, get out of jail. You get out of jail. You stop smelling that shitty banana. And do you have like a new resolve to like be a rapper to not sell weed no more? So you what? got it all fucked up. Before I went to jail, I was trying to be a rapper. I was already like taking Greyhound trips to like, where? To um New York. To to get on where? Cause um, this is a long story. With that, I had a I started I had a group called Reservoir Dogs, and we had like a um a person that was like putting money into us, which always some nigga shit. They was doing some legal shit. They were like doing check scams and shit. Got they was it. doing check scams and shit. So they had like a lot of extra money. So they were just putting some money into some rap music and knew I knew how to rap. So they were just putting that money into that. So we had a group called Reservoir Dogs, put that album out. And then they went to New York with it. You got an album out. Yeah, we, we made a whole album. We just on the radio. Like we it's play, really like good. we used to pay like radio DJs to play our songs on the radio. They used to play it all the time and be like that. Detroit. People can hear it. Where do they find it? You can still that find it one. for sure. Yeah, Re- Reservoir. I, I wouldn't recommend you to. I was, I was still young in the game, making music. Like but people want to know your whole. Your it was. It's not the best. They want to go on the Danny Brown of what Danny Brown does right the now. Country buffet. 
then go to the county jail, then get the reservoir. I'm dog. just saying, if you listen to the reservoir dog, then just, just just listen to some other shit. Don't 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 just take that as. But that was what for I the heads. That, that was something for the. Yeah, the, yeah, that's for your collector's edition. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that ain't what I do now. You know, but um, so yeah, we did that, and then um, I don't know where I lost. I'm high. Where I'm yeah, at? Yeah, no, now. you're uh, all right. So you you were going to New York. So well, how did New York? You, how did you get like? Oh, I forgot about on, that. Get on. What happened was um. You know, like the record basketball games and shit, all that yeah. shit was going on. My um, my homie who was putting the money into us, he his his, his um homie was um driving Jay Z bus. He was driving the team for his basketball. He was he was the bus driver for the team basketball. Okay. So he had some like connection with Rockefeller. You know what I'm saying? So he eventually got into Rockefeller some type of way, and then he played him. He played one of the A and R's my music, like the music, and then that nigga was like, "Ooh, this shit tight." Like, who is cuz, you know? And eventually, like, who is cuz, you know? Then eventually they, you know what I mean? Not necessarily them, but he flew me out. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I came out and I was with him. And he was trying to get me hooked up with Rockefeller. But that was at the whole time when Jay-Z and Dame Dad were splitting yeah. up. So it was like a waste of time. So, But he had me out there and he was, like, taking me to studios. And, like, we was recording music. And this was, is like, before, working. before jail or This after? is, like, this is before jail. Because I had the warrants then. Already mm-hmm. was, I had the warrants. Already so you was, already had a little bit of buzz, a little yeah. bit. Something no, I already had the warrants and shit. I already was, like, well, I was better for me to be in New York and doing that type of shit than be in Detroit. Because I, if I got caught in Detroit, I got to go to jail. You know what I'm saying? So Oh, so you, it was a So nice I made, like, a couple mixtapes. Like I'm saying, like, I came out here. Like not out here, I'm in LA. But I came in New York. Mm-hmm. But I would go to New York and I made like a couple of mixtapes. I make a couple, you know, so a few people knew who you were. Like it was whatever, like certain whatever. situations. Like it'd be like Cameron, like got some studio time and but he don't come into the studio. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Homie would be like, "Shit, you got some shit? You want to yeah. record? Go ahead." Yeah. And I go in the studio, record some shit real quick, and we have a couple songs. Before I know it, I had like two mixtapes out of that shit, which is still on. It's on the internet now. People care. They're great. Mm-hmm. Okay, so how do you get to? How do you get on Fool's Gold? How do you? Right, you had some buzz. You went to jail. So, okay. You got out of jail. So that's that story. So I go to jail. When I'm in jail, my brother started like putting songs on the internet of yours. Of yours, yeah. So by the time I get out to get out of jail, it's like I had songs on like random blogs and shit like that. But I didn't really like, like think about the internet. I still thought like an old school type of way, like. I get out of jail, like, I'm going to make an album and, like, press, like, a thousand copies up and, yeah, I don't yeah. know, make $10,000 and do some shit, weird yeah. shit. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think I'm Master P or something. I don't uh-huh. know. <laughs> so I get out of jail and I make an album. You know, it did pretty good, you know. But when I made this album, it get posted on this blog, which is a pretty big blog right now that's called Two Dope Boys. Uh-huh. And from Two Dope Boys got posted on Now Right. And, it got, and then I realized that all these, because I'm, like, an internet guy. You know, I love being on the internet and shit. So I realized these blogs are like prominent blogs that like co-sign like good shit. So it's like, oh shit, the internet is, you know, probably where it's at. So the next project I made was like intent for the internet. But I mean, what's so, the how? How do you how do you differ making something for the internet and making something for records? Because it was more so about like when I first made that project, like you know, you think about like the radio and the clubs or like what I'm gonna shoot a video to. Mm-hmm. With the internet, you think about what's just gonna make the most shock value. You know, okay. people go on the internet to see fucking yeah. bestiality so you change, you or change, people get hit by trains. Tell me you, about you, it. So when you yeah. listen you to change. music, you want to hear the most extreme shit you could possibly find. So you change your style to fit the internet somewhat. Not yes. change your style. In oh, some yeah. sense, yes. Uh, so you... To bring it more shock value. But I was already had that mind state. You get what I'm saying? So it wasn't yeah. that much of a far fetch for me to do that. And... 
what about your you've always have you always looked like different than most people? The thing about that was that I just always wanted to wear like the um the flyer shit. I always wanted to be this I always wanted to wear the shit that a nigga wear a year later and they be like they thought I was whack when I wore it, yeah. but then they mm-hmm. looked up a year later they was wearing that shit too. So my dad like I said my dad had me at sixteen and he would do shit like that to me. Like the f- the first instance I could probably explain with that was like I was wearing Timberlands on like in the seventh grade and people was joking on me like, You wearing them boots with the trees on it? Because it was like Jodice was popping at the time. Yeah. Like Jodice was wearing these motorcycle boots, boots with the yeah. with the glow in the dark soles. And everybody was joking on me for wearing these boots with the trees on it. Then it was like the next year everybody had boots with the trees on it. So then everybody was like, Damn, Daniel was kind of a so are you nigga. conscious. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so for, from that point I started believing in my dad, like, damn. My dad was kind of an ill nigga, you know what I'm saying? So I started believing it because I did want those steel toe boots with the glow in the dark soul. But two years later, I was glad I didn't have a pair. And I was glad I had some Tims because I was still wearing Tims. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so so you consciously try to like, have you thought about changing your look hair-wise? Hair-wise? No, I don't ever think about that type of shit. Like you kid, you're just, you like the way your hair is and it's well, like your look. <laughs> it's basically your look. My hair is always, uh, um... For a long time, I had braids. Like, I wore braids for, like... No, but you're a wild-looking guy. I mean, that's part of your appeal. That's part of... You got this rock star kind of, like... You got a different thing going. I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like a man supposed to look appealing to a woman. So the way I look, I'm trying to attract the type of woman that I like. What kind of woman woman is that? that? A lot of tattoos. Oh, okay. Yeah. Piercings. Piercings. But you, you got tattoos? Not one. Oh, so you're like a dirty person. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk more about that. Let us yeah. dive into what are you that. In, what are you into? Yeah, what are you into, what are you into man? Hey, what do you mean what I'm into? No, what let's get champs into, after though, dark. Uh, it is late at night. You're trying you to attract these I'm freaky into? girls with nipple piercings. <laughs> Yo, got this, Paul. What is this, doctor? What is this shit right here? Tell us about your... What yeah, are you man. into, man? What do you, how you like to fuck, man? We don't just want to hear stories about sh- banana shit. We want to hear dirty pussy stories. <laughs> to me, I don't know. I'm more of a pleasurer than I am. You know what I'm saying? Go on. Yes. But no, I, I, I will say now. I am probably <laughs> like more so. I ain't never heard of niggas on this bitch, but I'm more to that BDSM type shit. That's what you're you into? Are I into I like that. whipping bitches up. Really? I had to wear a mask on one time. You did? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I throw a ball in the bitch mouth. You know what I'm saying? The little red ball? I had to wear a mask on one time. You know what I'm saying? I whip a couple bitches. Was it her mask or you have your own mask? I had the mask with the zip on the mouth. I had that bitch on one time. How do you like it? It got freaky. It got nasty in that bitch. Did you know? <laughs> see, here, what was your arc with it? Did you know you were into that automatically or did some girl pitch it to you and you was like, all right. I don't know why. I feel I feel like maybe. I think. I- you know what's some real shit? I think I kind of knew. You knew you liked it. But it was always a bitch that got to get you into some shit. It's like when a nigga do cocaine. It's always right. a bitch that got to geek you up to do it. <laughs> you know, the most niggas that smoke crack, it wasn't because they was like, I want to smoke some crack. It was because a bitch was like, let's smoke this crack. Yeah. And they was like, yo, all right, I want to smoke this crack with this bitch. That's what I mean. And then pro- they end up being crackheads. You're progressive. You like Dizzy Rascal. You like BDSM. This is shit. not typical rapper shit. I like choking. Ch- I like spitting them bitches. No, rappers like fucking girls from behind. They like fucking girls dog. No, I don't like fucking a girl from behind. See, you can't crazy. feel the pussy like that. If you ain't choking or tying like, somebody up. I like, I'm a toes on the shoulder kind of guy. I want to see the toes curl. I want to lick some toes. Yes. 
on. Go on. Are you I'm a freak? You're not really a freak, are you? Moshe a freak. We I'm heard a, his story. I'm a dog, yeah. Yeah, he's a I dog. I mean, I can go that way yeah. if I need to, but it's not like, I'm not unhappy if I'm not like, man, I got to tie this That's my up. thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm a freak. Like, I hold out. Like, I'd rather not have sex and not go be freaky. Yeah, are you, like road, are you like a road? Are you like a after the show, a lot of girls type shit? I mean, I, I have been and, and are been my my thing. Like, and I mean, do but you it's make not like my thing because I've been through a lot. Like, like I'm saying, it's like a, like I said, I'm so much of a freaky type of nigga. And ain't no time to be. I ain't got no time to be in the room with a lame ass bitch. Yeah, that's the worst shit in the world. I'd rather be by myself. Do you have a test to figure out? Because as comics, you kind of go early on. You go, so you got a boyfriend? No, Just, that's not my situation. No, he's a rapper. Fuck me with a boyfriend. That's yeah. cool. Oh, you don't mind? I mean, I ain't tripping on that. I got a girl. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Um, no, but I'm saying you'll hang out with a girl for three hours and she'll be like, my boyfriend. You're like, what but when you're a rapper, you're so cool. So you're the coolest. You're the top alpha dog of all. And no lie, bro. I don't fuck some bitches and my and the bitches be like, my my boyfriend is gonna be so happy when I tell him about this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like, what? That like, doesn't bitch, sound realistic. You got to go. You got to go. You creepy. Uh, but you've by that time you've tied them up. Have no, you pitched? It? Have you say, tried to tie that, anybody only up? Do that that was like into it. Okay, only do that, bitches didn't tie me up before. How do you go? What do you? On? What's How better? <laughs> what's better, being tied up or tying up? I'm more. I don't know because I don't think I'm like I'm not like a dominant. I think I'm more like a, I want bitches to want me. Uh-huh. I'm not like a wanting type of nigga. So I would think like I'm more like a I'm more submissive than a dime. You know what I'm saying? So I but want I, bitches but to what dominate that me. No, I'm with I want you bitches on that. to get at me. You know what I'm saying? I want to feel wanted. I, I, I don't want to feel like that I'm has never to just been like take over a, a bitch. Before. You know, I like choking bitches up. I mean, I do whatever a bitch like. But and more says well, when I get in that, I want a bitch to want me. Yeah. I want to feel like I'm the man. But like, there you know? is something about all the BDSM shit. It's like a lot of work. Yeah, it is a lot of work. But that's. But that's kind of cool when you sniff a lot of coke and your dick won't get hard. So oh yeah, you need you gotta a whip a bitch up for a couple of hours, and next thing you know, you okay. be back. <laughs> <laughs> you whip a bitch up for a couple of hours. What's you know weird, what I'm saying? What's weird is that what you're saying underneath it all, it's sort of progressive. What you're saying, you know, you're it's some like, ne- you want some next shit. Yeah, no, it's like, levels I'm, to this shit. Really, it's sensitive what you're saying. It's levels know? to this shit. Saying, I want to please these women. <laughs> I have to wait for my cocaine to wear off so that I can be so I can please them. And is this true, Moshe? Do you have any? Has that ever gone awry? Has what it, you mean? Has it ever gone the wrong way? Have you ever tied somebody up who didn't want to get tied? I up? I had a bad, bad situation where my dick won't get hurt because I've done so much drugs, and then I got the baddest bitch in the world. And I'm like, oh my god, I want to fuck this bitch so bad. Please, God, I'm praying to God. I'm in the bathroom doing all type of shit, trying to jack myself up. Like God. Please, I want to fuck this bitch so bad. Would you please let me fuck her? Wouldn't it be a I funny know. thing if God was and listening I, and like, like okay, you know Danny, what? I'm gonna break this. Okay, you know what? I'll give you a hard on. Get out there, buddy. One time in Hawaii, I swear to God, it wouldn't happen. But I made up for it. How'd you get out? You go down there? What'd you do? I just, I just keep her with me until it get hard. <laughs> bitch, you ain't going nowhere. You know what? That flight that was tomorrow, that shit changed. I got shit to make up. So you will keep a girl around for a. Uh, until you get an erection. Yeah, you got to make it up. 
And you don't worry that people are going to say, I was with Danny Brown. You ain't about to have no bad stories about Danny Brown. Yeah. <laughs> Not no bitch. You ain't got he, no he, bitch he will say. He will hold you hostage. You ain't got until no he gets bitch that say she had a you bad story Do you have any bad Danny stories Brown. about Danny Brown? No. I mean, no. he hold me hostage I for did, a week we straight. Did, well, he tried to get a hard on. But it did, it did get hard well, at the end of the week. Once it got hard, it went ham. The trap went ham. The trap went ham. The trap, trap went, went ham. ham. What's he got hurt? Pulling the trap. You heard it ham. here. The trap went ham. Okay, so how? Okay, so what? Do you, when was the last time you had you got laid? Last you night. Had sex. When last time I had sex? I mean, oh, wait, Don't get I all shy now. I'm, I'm, <laughs> oh no! I'm about to get married. Like I'm, I'm, I'm on that level now. Like I'm 33 years old. You know what? You know what happened to me? I'm gonna keep it a hundred. Like, you know, you start having sex with all these weird, random girls. And I start, like, I don't know. I got into, I'm starting to get into other shit. Like, I'm starting meditating now. And maybe that will fuck it up. And then I start feeling like, you know, when you have sex with, like, a weird girl and she got, like, bad shit going on in her life, she got those, like, bad energies, you know? Yeah. And then you fuck this girl and then you take on all these bad energies. And then the next day I wake up and I feel like a piece of shit. And I don't know why I feel like a bad... I got a bad attitude. I don't know why I be like, fuck everybody. It's because I fucked this piece of shit girl last night with all these bad energies. It's a trip, man. So I kind of like... I've been chilling on that. You've been backing off. No, I mean, you yeah, really... Yeah, that's, really, that's smart. I don't know man. if I'm creepy about that. Is that creepy? No, that's not, not creepy. creepy. That's that's. But I do, because you know I'm a nasty nigga. And the only type of nasty hey, bitches worry. got creepy nasty. like lifestyle. Everybody, every, look, you're... Everybody I don't want to fuck no squirrel like a very bad guy. I'm we, just saying, I'm just we saying. We support that. I'm just saying some honey shit. I don't want to fuck like no lame, like weak-ass bitches. I want to fuck like some real, like nasty, like turn-up bitches. But with good energy. Some real nasty bitches with good energy. They have like bad lifestyles. No, but that's... like bad shit going on in their life. But that is like and you the, wake up. But and what you are know, the odd, don't you think wanting to you fuck think a you're rapper, a sex slave? You wake up with sex slave problems. But, I, mean, I feel like that's your. <laughs> don't you think that wanting to fuck a rapper is a symptom of being crazy? Anyway? I mean, I, I don't know. Fucking Danny Brown is like fucking a rapper. Like fucking oh. Drake is fucking a rapper. What's fucking Danny Brown? I don't know. That's like fucking Axl Rose. <laughs> <laughs> that does not sound like a good prospect. Is right that now. what I'm saying? But at one point, it was. But that's sort of you. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but you are. You're this. You're this. This. Creature. They might miss the point. It's only certain points where it'd be a good thing. Oh, this is the time to fuck Danny Brown. That now is the time in history Just to fuck Danny gonna Brown. Come Not right now. When a new album come out, then it's gonna be on. When you stop meditating and get back oh, into I'm some dirty meditate. shit. I gotta meditate. I gotta you meditate. meditate every day. I meditated before. I meditated before this shit. Before what, what shit? For oh, before the show tonight and before I do this interview. What kind of meditation does Danny Brown do? Positive mood, brain meditations. Where'd you find that? It's an app on... It's an app. And <laughs> 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 hey, you listen to the app. Positive, you know positive brain energy, would you say? I mean, I got it from my phone, but I do it and, you know, it works. No, I support that. Is it... Is it... Uh, is it Love and kindness meditation? No, what is it? It's called brain meditations. Positive how long brain? how long do you take? Five or I 15? do an hour. What? I mean they have all type of times you can do, but I did an hour today. You do an hour meditation every I day? I did an hour today. That's a trip. That's what time? Um, right before I left. Do you smoke weed and do it? Or I smoked just... weed and kicked it. I got I had like I have headphone in one ear and probably one off. And... 
You're a but, real but dichotomy, I'm going flights, man. Like, I listen, the real shit, I listen to Chim's podcast, and I put brain meditations oh, under it. I love That's the life, man. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> better. And I might fall asleep to it, but, you know what We got to create an app, man. Positive <laughs> brain champs. Um, this, that I don't even know where the fuck to go. So, so, you got, <laughs> so how do you... Uh, hey, where was that? We was at me... But that's what I'm Because I know champs. Like, I fuck with y'all. I'm a real fan of this shit. So I know how we want to No, no, we've talked spirituality. We ain't got Doug Pound here. We ain't got no drops. Y'all got me on some fuck shit. We've like, talked about doing it. Y'all got me doing freestyles with no DJ Clue. Doug's yeah, no, gone. I don't. We Doug's don't do freestyle. I don't believe in freestyles. Right. Uh, I, I can't freestyle anyway. Freestyles are corny to me. That's what I only know how to write songs. I had a two month period in my life when I wanted to be a rapper. And I, I spent like a month writing this rap. And I called my friend over, who was a DJ, and I played it for him. I was like, what do you think, man? He was like, that was, that was a pretty good freestyle. And I was like, okay, I need to quit you rapping. That, that, oh, <laughs> that was, you that was your life. <laughs> that was my rapping best is real hard. Because the thing about rapping, I mean, see, the thing is about me, that's why I always think, like, that's why I want to do. I always talk shit, like, you know what I'm saying? I want to get, like, the biggest I can possibly get as a rapper. And then one day just do a stand-up session. <laughs> just I do think a, you'd be funny. Do a stand-up. You know what I'm saying? Like they say, they say all rock stars, all comedians want to be rock stars, and all rock stars want to be comedians. Yeah, because I learned how to write raps from watching stand-ups. Really? Like because, who? Because it's set up, Bill set Hicks, up, punchline. Carlin. Set who up, did you? Set up, punchline. Yeah. Who were your set people? Up, up, I watched everybody, like Chris Rock. I mean, like all of like the most. I mean, like whatever I could see in that situation. You know what I'm saying? But it was always like the whole formula was like set up, set up, set up, punch line. Yeah. Set up, set up, set up, punch line. Set up, yeah. set up, punch line. But eventually I learned that you can write a good song in that, right? You know what I'm saying? But you can just entertain people with a verse. How big do you want to get as a rapper? How big do I want to get as a rapper? Do you want to be a superstar? I mean, I think I'm the best rapper ever. Well, every rapper thinks that. To be honest, but I think I'm the George Carlin of rap. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, why do you think that? I don't know. I mean, I probably won't get the. I probably once it's all over and said and done with, I probably won't get the respect that I probably deserve. But I probably the best rapper that you probably would say gonna be the best rapper after that. He probably gonna be like, I got influenced by Danny Brown. You think you don't get the respect you deserve in rap circles? No, nah, because I'm the best rapper right now. It's only it's only like two or three rappers that I can look at and be like, they can fuck with me. Like who? Kendrick is one, Kendrick's of course. Good. You know what I'm saying? Earl Sweatshirt is one. And the only other nigga that are, it's only two other niggas, and the other people be like, uh, and that's Lil B and Chief Keith. You would consider Lil B. So in the that? top five is Danny Brown, Earl Sweatshirt, Little B, Lil B, Chief really? Keith. Yes, Little B. If it wasn't for Little B, none of us would be here. Because he pioneered the internet. Shit. Yes, I mean not necessarily pioneer. He just opened the door for a lot of shit. If it wasn't for Little B, and I also wouldn't. Some if it wasn't for Little B, shit. I wouldn't be here right now. That's interesting. Now we keep it hundred with you right now. 100%. And Chief Keith, why? Chief Keith is the best rapper right now. Period. Like just rhyme style. I mean, I understand. You know, you know how people be like rappers. You know, I'm a rapper's rapper or like yeah, yeah. a comedian. Be like a comedian, comedian. Like me being as a rapper, like I could write the best rap in the world. I can do whatever, but I can't do what Chief Keef do. Like Chief Keef, Chief Keef is the best rapper right now. Walking is he, he in he jail? He just now surpassed Kendrick. Is he? And where is he? Where is huh? Chief Keef? And he's starting to produce his own songs now, and those are amazing. Really? But to the average person, they're gonna be like. Nah. That shit suck, but if you like really into like, like I'm I'm a, I'm a real Chief Keith. Like Chief Keith is the best. Rapper. Is he in? Is he like out? No, he's out. He right, 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 walking around around here right now. He in L.A. In right now. Marina Del Rey. Yeah, yeah, in L.A. right now. He's in Chief Chicago. Chief Keith in Marina. Chief Keith is the best rapper. Is he right a now. sub or a dom? What do you think, Chief Keith? He ain't circumcised. That's <laughs> what I heard. <laughs> 
I, I mean, him fucked the cup. We, we Eskimo brothers. Oh, you are? You know, the host told me he ain't circumcised. <laughs> are, there, are there groupies that you see are like at every rap concert, at every show trying to fuck a rapper, and it's like the same? Yeah. Like, you, oh, yeah. that's that person? Yeah, it's all, it's all type of bitches that we all fuck. And we all be like, damn, you fuck her? And they be like, damn, you know. But yeah, it's type of shit like that. Like where a nigga be like in love with a bitch and he be end up you find out be like, damn, every nigga fucked her. That the whole top shit. five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not Kendrick though. Kendrick, he don't really be out there like that. Oh, he's that. not. He's not dirty like you. Me and Sosa, Eskimo. So Sosa be hitting bitches. J uh. <laughs> <laughs> Electronica, that's the nastiest nigga. No though. way, really? Really? He fuck all the bitches. Come on. You're lying. <laughs> <laughs> you're lying. No, he's lying. He's lying. He seems he's like a, a Religious no. guy or no, something he like fuck that. All the bitches. Really? That's the most Eskimo brother. That's I know. why he hasn't put an album out. He's too busy, He's too busy fucking. Exactly. Um, you heard one it rapper first, I know. Folks. This is one rapper I know that bitch be like, and I be fucking with bitches and they be like, eh, and they, they fuck cuz. Come on, Jay. Make Jay an like, album. It's exciting. Um, Ain't that right. fucked up? It is fucked up. <laughs> We're not an album. He fucking regular. He like tiger. He the tiger woods of rap. He fuck regular bitches all the time. Um, <laughs> how are you? Uh, you're a complicated dude, man. I like. Oh, why you say that? Because you're you're all these different motivations at once. It's like I feel like you're like a ge- you probably have a genius level IQ, and also you are into some ignorant shit, and I like that about you. No, you know what it is? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're like real too. I'm a genius level IQ, but I like being on some ignorant shit. Yeah. You bring a genius. Because when I'm around the ignorant niggas, then I'm the smartest nigga. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. And that's how my life always been. You've always been the smartest dude around. Yeah, I was going to say, did with? you realize, like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. a little bit smarter than everybody? Yeah, Just I don't want to be around a lot. Fun, like, charming. if I'm around a bunch of white niggas, then that is what it is, because then I'm cool because I'm a nigga. Yeah, by the way, there's like 10 people here that he just said he was smarter than. There's like a lot of people in this apartment. Everybody's crying right now. There's, It's a lot of white. There are a lot of white people yeah. here. You know what? Kind of smarter than everybody in here. Because <laughs> I done sold crack. I went to jail. And I'm on some industry shit right now. And I don't know how many niggas mask. that went through them levels. You, you, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of pipelines you got to go through. <laughs> Garrett. Garrett could beat a lot of niggas up. Shout out my nigga Garrett from Trash Talk. That's my nigga right there. Trash Talk, the favorite, the best band in the world. Trash Talk. Trash Garrett. Talk. Trash Talk. He's shouting out a band. Is you don't know Trash right Talk. Yes, Garrett right there from Trash Talk. Fantastic. You don't know Trash don't Talk? Know trash Talk. Trash Talk. You ever seen that video of Cat Williams like, Trash Talk? You wouldn't know oh, about yeah, Trash yeah, Talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just left a place you wouldn't think I'd be at. But you probably don't know nothing about Trash Talk. I mean, nothing at all. Yeah, you probably, if I, if I said, go get a Jeep in, you probably say, did you say go off the deep end? If I said, Cat Williams, you say Kevin who? <laughs> See, that's the difference. Things can be right in your face and you not see them. That's trash talk. Cat, come on, please. I always talked about that. Like, how did you get Cat? Come on, Cat. Cat, come on here, man. Come 
metal show. How did you get Cat Williams? Like, I don't even want to know that shit. Trash talk than you. This my this one of my best friends in the industry right here is Gary from Trash Talk. Cat Williams got involved with Trash Talk. Cat Williams, I was on stage just playing, and the homie Left Brain walked up on stage, grabbed the mic mid song, and was like, "Yo, everybody stop." Cat Williams and Suge Knight's in the building. They just were randomly in the neighborhood and saw there was a function popping off and just walked in the building. This, what I, kind of, I wish what, I would have had his number to call him or something, but it's, he just pulled up. What kind of band is it? It's a punk band. Suge Knight at a punk show. Yeah. That's like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, amazing. That sounds like a short story. Well, Trash Talk one of the best bands I know. Like, yeah. real shit. Before I even met Gary, how I, how I got up on Trash Talk, I remember I played South by Southwest. And I went to like a fader fort, and then they, them niggas was playing. I ain't really know who they was like that, and they fucking like cleared the whole shit out. Like they was like niggas just beating everybody up, like throwing trash cans at niggas, like just doing wild shit. Like the whole fucking VIP of that shit cleared out. The whole fucking front of that shit cleared. Them niggas was banned for fader for like mad long for that shit. I was like, shit, so these like wild. the illest niggas. Like that was like the illest shit I seen. Like they're trash talk, man. Hey, we, and I've been fucking with them <laughs> now, niggas. Now you know who since. they are. Yeah, I've well, been everybody, who trash talk all was. the champs. Listeners, download some trash. Everybody talk. know who trash talk is, man. Um, I have to take a. I have to piss. All right, that's cool. Dan, keep going, you guys. Danny, tell going. us some more stories, man, about your dichotomous lifestyle. Dichotomous? What did that mean? <laughs> you. It's okay. That. Let me think of a good story. Uh, yeah, oh. Arizona. That's the worst story. Come on, shit, I go to jail for that shit. Come on, tell us the Arizona story. No, I used to sell weed in Arizona. That was to be. No, that's not a good story, actually. I guess a good story for me would be. I just continue on where we left off from, but what was that at? Well, you were wearing a you were wearing a bondage mask. I believe oh, that's last we time left we off. left off, that, but that was like a that was like a side show. No, so tell me, I mean, like, so what's next, man? What 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 is what's your plan for world domination? World domination? Not necessarily. I don't know. I mean. I'm not saying I don't know, but I'm just saying, most certainly, I mean, I'm just happy to be able to be considered to be a musician at this point. Yeah, because everybody talks about you. I mean, I feel like you've got all the cool points that you need at this I point. I want to be so like you one day. I want to be a stand-up comedian. <laughs> want to quit all this rap shit. You don't want to come down this dark road. No, I'm just saying, like, I feel like that's like the most, like, shit. It was one day when you wasn't funny, they'd behead your ass. Oh, yeah. They wouldn't did that to a rapper. The court jester? Yeah, I want that. Have... I want that. Like, that's the choice I got. Like, shit, I'm either funny or get die. But you are funny. Sometimes. I mean, your shit is funny. Uh, to other people. I made a blowjob joke in front of Adele, and she got uncomfortable. In front of Adele? Yeah. She sold 10 million <laughs> records. You can't make blowjob jokes in front of Adele. What did you say? What did you say? I can't remember, but I don't know. It was something about somebody bringing me some Hennessy. I was like, shit, I don't know, but I made a blowjob joke. Did you do a show with Adele? No, I did a show with Eminem. Oh, and she had came. And how did she had came to take my dress room to say what's up, and she just probably stayed a little too long. And were you on the road with Eminem? No, I just did two shows at Wembley Stadium with him in London. And was that on some Detroit shit? I mean, how does that... Because we have the same management. And you just came out and did his show Not with him? Not necessarily because of that. I don't want to say because of that, but... But yeah, in some sense, yeah. What's he like? I have only met him a few times. But you performed with him, or you opened? I don't up think for him? he liked me too much. Why? Cause I'm a nigga. No, come on. So I'm just talking shit. No, well, you, you you performed with him, or you opened up for him? 
I opened up for him. Of course. What the fuck you think? I opened up for him. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he brought you out. The fuck you think? I said he performed with him. No, it was me, I, Future, Eminem. And it was at Wembley Stadium. It was the first time rap music was ever at Wembley Stadium, and I played first, so I feel like I was the so first So you broke person. Wembley Stadium. I was the first hip-hop. rap music ever to be at Wembley And was Dizzy, was Dizzy, oh, we can hold that down. Was Dizzy Rascal there? Hold on, there is a good story based on this, and you can cut me out of this. Dr. Dre, because, I mean, okay, Dr. Dre story. Tell us. Yeah. Fucking nuts, bro. Tell that story. Dr. Dre, I mean, it's not that big of a story, but I guess it's just cool. Jimmy okay. and Dre were there, right? Huh? Jimmy and Dre were at Wembley. I played Wembley Stadium with um, Eminem. We did two dates, which was like a, you know a huge blessing, a fucking honor to do that shit. But um, I'm fucking doing sound check, just doing sound check, you know, normal shit. Then all of a sudden, just off the stage, just the stage lift up and fucking Dr. Dre just come out. He came yeah. up on an elevator? Yeah, just like some type of shit. Like, <laughs> you doing sound check. check and then just Dr. Dre just rise up on the stage like <laughs> smoking shit. Like. And then he was like, yeah, what's up? Then he just got back in the elevator and shit went back down. That's how rich he is. Is that a part of the M show or something? <laughs> yeah, he was doing Yeah, He was, like, he was, yeah, he was coming out during the M show. Did he come up to you after your show? Did he say anything? No, nah, that was it. That was it. That was it. <laughs> Did he know that you were a rapper? He was just like. I don't know. I don't really know. That's excellent. Yeah, he said, what's up? He but then he went were. back down the elevator like. <laughs> I like the idea that Dr. Dre only travels via elevator now yeah, that he's like rich. We're Air Force Ones, crispy white. Yeah, that is true. Um, let's, uh, let's wrap it up. Yeah. This was, you were excellent. Great. Thank I you, hope man. that you found your champ's experience as good to be on as you do to listen to. Yes, man. Thank Will you, man. you listen to your own Champs episode? Wow, you I, meditate. I probably would tell my girlfriend to listen to it, but I for sure will listen to it. I want you, <laughs> I want you to put this, this episode out while you listen to Brain Meditation and fuck a girl in a bondage mask all at once. Wild. You <laughs> Thank you, guys. I swear. Thank you, man. No, man. Come you guys, on. Man. It's the best. Danny Brown. Danny Brown, everybody. ladies and gentlemen. Go That's fuck with him. That. Danny Brown. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now you're fucking with the champs.
If I tell a bitch to do a flip in the air, then let on my dick from the back. Look, I ain't tripping, no, I ain't kidding. Have a lick in my head like a cat. Now shut up, bitch, and get the Amber Rose. Come let a young real nigga cut. But nah, bitch, this dick ain't free. So she caught my dick and then cut. Now come here, chicken, let me feed you nuts. Come on the ass, I have a lion in. High mouth could be wide as a leg. My dick is long as the Brooklyn Bridge. Hit it rock, cause I'm with the shit. Gave her the pipe, said she need a fix. Gave you life, you can't believe the sight. Take the wood like a termite. Made it crash up in the turnpike. It's the rental, I get enough. Wonder if you got to give it from your mother. I used to play hoops with your brother. Even play a little house with your sister. She always called me daddy, y'all missed the mister. Why the two shucks could do more than fist her? Too busy getting head, I ain't never kissed her. Beat the cheeks, never missed the beat. Have a screw roll cow, so I skate the skate. Hope can make an orgasm last a week. I'ma get a D, she the masterpiece. But hell no, I don't let that bitch. Hell yeah, I'm gonna drill that bitch. But I hope my daughter don't be like this. But I know her mom and know that shit exists. Uh, like, 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 open wide. Yeah, bitch, if you can count how many times I called you a bitch, if you count how many tricks, I said you shut your dick, you'd be all right. I'll call you back. I'll call you back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me hear that.